This is a crusade. This is a holy war against the deep state. Where are the dictators? Where are the strong men? Donald Trump is our instrument for retribution. I'm going to fight for Christians. I'm going to fight for white people. They have the Great Reset. We have the Great Awakening. And why shouldn't I root for Russia? Because Which I am. I want to see these people go through misery because of their grooming against our children. After the assailant entered the home asking, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Those are the very same words used by the mob when they stormed the United States Capitol. I did nothing wrong. Welcome to a premium episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we cut through the noise and help you make sense of the chaotic information space around us. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. On this premium episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, we sit down with Carl Folk from the Institute of Unreality to talk about the dirtbag left, nihilism, and what we can do to build a compelling vision of what a future world could look like. We're here today to talk about the so-called dirtbag left. It is not, I'm not sure that they actually named themselves that, but they now embrace that term. Who, who wants, who wants to go first? What, what is the dirtbag left? I mean, I'll field that. <laughs> I would say it's, it's the, the hollow left, right? Like it's the inaction, but action of words left, right? So it's, it's people who are selling something that they may not believe or they may believe, but the end result isn't anything that affects change, right? Like material change in the positive <laughs> is real hard to actually do. And for me, the dirtbag left are the people who want you to think that you're doing something that's forwarding some large left ide ideological advance or, or something like that. But in reality, like, it's just got you fighting online and it keeps you from doing the hard work of organizing and starting to have the, the, the harder conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really great way to put it. There's a definite irony component to it too. They've gotten to the point where they're kind of using irony as a, a shield for the idea that nothing really matters anymore. Just nihilism. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, this really mirrors what we see coming out of MAGA, except they still have Trump and the dirtbag left really doesn't have a figurehead now. And so the nihilism just creeps in even further. I think the comparison that I see between, let's say, MAGA and some of the strains of this dirtbag left isn't ideological at all it's in the the actual lack of ideology right this is like the empty vessel sim syndrome right we're triggering the libs is the the rights version of it and like the the left's version is we're gonna go whatever and i i don't think they're equal in any way but i think they show the same strain of nihilistic non-thought right like this anti-thought that's gone on across our politics but like this idea that online shit posting and trolling and all of this is some major move to forward your ideas and Trump and MAGA 
did that effectively, but they were following a different model. They were doing information warfare and playing games uh, with how people perceive a whole bunch of stuff. The left isn't doing that, but they have a similar irony-poisoned, deep disdain for the, the actual thing that is at the bottom, which is the democratic system, which isn't the government, right? Like, right. I think that's the part that for a lot of people gets bogged down. Democracy isn't the system. Democracy is the conversation that happens on the ground day to day that then moves around and turns into government, uh, you know, policy. I think that gets to the real similarity here because I agree, you're right, they're different. But what we saw with Trump and MAGA is, yeah, they're great at those memes, but they can't govern for shit. And I think this left-wing equivalent, if it ever came to fruition, they wouldn't know how to govern. You can't govern by meme. Right, that's exactly it, right? Like, it's one of those things, there's no concrete in this, right? It's all whatever we need to do to, to gain this or move that or do this. And you can't govern that. Hell, you can barely govern in the way that the Republican Party has governed the last three times they've been in power. (laughs) Right, because they're kowtowing to the content creators. Exactly. And and the thing is, democracy is a conversation, ultimately. So, like, memes disrupt the conversation, no matter what we want to say. Like, the internet conversation, the, the largest social conversation, has to be somewhat fluid. And disrupting that in the way that, like, the politics of MAGA specifically, as we saw in the White House, do, but others as well, that really screws things up. Mm -hmm. And, like, it it ripples through the ability to have the bigger conversations. And as we shut down more of the bigger conversations, it gets harder than to analyze the problem. You know, it, it, you start seeing more and more, it, you're getting pushed into a tunnel. And when you get pushed into a tunnel like that, especially one where it's limited, not just what you see directly, but the horizon of possibility, you get into what we're starting to see with some of this, the, well, I'd just rather check out part. I'd right. rather do anything else than worry about this because what does it matter what I do? Yeah. And those things, those intersections, we have to start to pull apart. Yeah. Well, and, and once your your rhetoric, your memes, everything you're doing online becomes more and more alienating and divisive. Well, when you get to the point of governing, all those people that you need on side to govern, they're not interested in that. Absolutely. And I mean, hell, we saw that with the McCarthy vote yesterday, yep. right? Like McCarthy comes crying to them, like, help me. and. <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah, exactly. Literally, like what? No. What? what? <laughs> excuse, excuse, excuse me. Yeah. Did you not just like spent the whole weekend throwing us under the bus for one thing and another, and now you want our help? Yeah, and I mean, I'm petty. I would be like, didn't some of your fans like shit in the hallway outside my office? Like, yeah. what, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And, and like, that's the response you, you almost have to have now with that element of, of this, this problem is, is the no. Right. And with Kevin McCarthy, I'm glad that he's gone because let's, let's get, 
Let's get past the pretense and playing nice and pretending because he is enabling all of the people who are not doing that, who have no interest in that. He is enabling and and keeping on committees, Paul Gosar, and the worst elements of the Republican Party. No, he's not Tucker Carlson, but he was giving Tucker Carlson the January 6th tapes. Mm -hmm. And looking at it now, like your next speaker is going to be either Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise. And we are fully mask off at that point. Either one oh, of those oh, yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. And let's show the whole country how fucking weird these people are because mm-hmm. they're fucking weird. That's what I keep saying. I am. I'm a big fan of focus on how bizarre and weird and just like yeah. anti-human these people are. And that does most people, no matter what your politics are. I don't give a shit what your politics are, what your, your stances are on a lot of things. Most people are decent enough to see something like some of this absurdity we're getting fed, whether it's gays against groomers or, or libs of TikTok. This is deeply weird shit. Most people will look at this, and if you kind of give them the two seconds to objectively look, they are going to lose their mind because it's weird and it's deeply off putting and it's one of the largest journalistic malpractices of our time that we haven't just had wall to wall cover on how deeply bizarre the thing that's going on in the right wing party now actually is like fascism aside, white nationalism aside, the bizarre anti-government stance aside. This is a bunch of very strange and weird stuff being said just objectively it is bizarre and there's no reason for it until you step out of a hundred thousand feet and you realize <laughs> yeah the incoherence is part of the, the the goal well it's it's like the recent article in the guardian by jason wilson talking about republicans like michael anton and and various allies of his at the claremont institute who want a red caesar to (laughs) become the the next monarch of of the united states or whatever they create and call it afterwards and just just try to explain that to the person on the street this is what this is what they want like this is extremely weird and the fact that it continues to go on in the shadows and it, that article has to be published at the Guardian because the New York Times and Washington Post. Well, we don't want to be too critical. Yeah, well, right. that's just it. I mean, I, I think unfortunately there's a there's a higher percentage chance than I than I am comfortable with that that message because it comes exactly from like the alt right neo reactionary monarchist section of the American right that like there's a pretty good chance they they get close to pulling that one off and they want it to be trump i personally trump's got some juice but he doesn't have the juice um is probably needed to get over the crimes he's committed yeah uh, <laughs> but you know they're going to throw everything at the wall because they do want a red caesar they do want a dictator right like at the end of the day like you know, we can talk about how weird they are, but all of that needs to be couched in the very real fact that this is a fully formed autocratic right wing movement that is no, I mean, as DeSantis's people said the other day, like there is no enemy to the right. Yeah. 
they, they are trying to enact their red season, right? And and it's coming partially from like uh, the right wing political thing. It's also coming from guys like Musk and the neo reactionary movement and the white supremacist movement in Silicon Valley. And so, like, you, you know, we're getting to a point where people have to actually understand the full space this inhabits so we can move forward past this dirtbag left kind of no movement, lot of talk thing. And that, for me, has been something I've been really trying to kind of play over in my head since the beginning of this summer is just like, what do we do now to actually start pushing people from this all talk no no movement part to have the conversations that have to happen right and the pushback and the go back and forth that goes on with actual conversation versus this bizarrely packaged online fighting i think something you at least need to tell people and make sure they understand and we reiterate is that there are enough musks and Teals and Andreessen's and right-wing billionaires who might actually be able to get them to their end goal. They, they might actually pull this off. The left can absolutely have the numbers because these ideas and policies are not popular. But, but the right has enough money that it might not matter. They only have to be lucky once. Yeah. Right? They only need to win one key election. They only need to win one key bit of legislation they only need to influence the courts once and the odds are not great right but also they're not infinitely against us and even if something like trump 2 happens that will be a right-wing police state right like that will be a fascist police state Mm -hmm. but that isn't going to kill anyone's ideas it may like (sighs) we have to get real comfortable with how far this may go to really mount any kind of knowledgeable and reality-based pushback to the things happening in advance. And the hardest part is having the conversation that we're right at the edge of, right? Which is like, there's a real chance that we end up with democracy as we understand it ending in the next four years. Yeah. Yeah, there's a real chance that we see massive genocidal violence against minority and targeted groups and perceived enemies. There's a real chance that this turns into something more akin to a ground campaign against perceived enemies with the full force of the United States military and government behind it. And the reality is the finger of American fascism, if America falls, will touch you no matter where you are on the planet. If it wants to, it will reach out and touch you. Yeah. And so this isn't to scare people into inaction. The reality is we have to grapple with the inverted reality that we're staring into. And that is sobering as shit. It's one of the ones that I dislike the most because it ends up making a lot of people feel bad. But the reality is when we do that, we start to think about ways that we can get out of that Yeah, and break some of the cycles that go on 
in advance of really terrible things potentially happening. And I think that when we talk about the dirtbag left and the nihilism, some of that is not coming from anywhere else than being able to see the trends and understand that this is the real deal. And not having a community, not having the resilience that 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 builds to then rely on to maybe move at least somewhere from that place of, oh, shit. Yeah, because it's not hopeless. Not at all. Not at all. Like the, the thing that we're seeing right now, like with the House Republicans, right? Like the one thing that we know about this specific movement right now is they are like every right-wing autocrat, before they have the full levers of all power. This isn't extreme, <laughs> extremely petty group of individuals. Yep. And they, they, there's so much infighting and grappling and all of this that, like, if we wanted to, that is a way to ma- mount a heck of a, uh, a challenge to their ability to project their vision and their um, their view of the thing that is actually going on, because we're getting much more, a much more conservative vision of what's going on in Congress overall than the dysfunctional part. And we need to see the dysfunctional as what it is, which is outweighing the other part. And all of that, I mean, we've just run into such an issue where we've allowed other people to dictate what we think overall. Yeah that it's kind of it's one of the permeating things across our conversation about like this dirtbag left element the right wing inevitability projection machine all of that is is that the one thing i would say here is that we really don't have a whole lot of time left one way or the other and we don't really have the time to get as the kids say blackpilled about all of this no, and, and I think the thing is, this shouldn't work as a black pill. What this should do is provide you a, a framework to start thinking about something better. Yeah. That's functional and looks more like the thing that we want and we need moving forward. Because it's not impossible. And the, the hope that we can and will do something better is hugely powerful for all of us. Mm-hmm. We can visualize what a society that works better for everyone looks like. We can do that. And exactly. that's the important And like, you can do that by yourself or with others. And eventually people come together over those visions, th- that mm-hmm. envisioning of something better, bigger, m- more inclusive. There's something that you can do there and conceptualizing it is hugely powerful. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I can really think of, if we're going to talk about the, so-called dirtbag left here. The only thing that I can really think of them rallying around that they saw as some kind of solution, although they didn't explain how it was going to work or where exactly it was going to lead. But the only thing really was Bernie Sanders running for president 2016, 2020. Yeah. And everything else uh, seems to have been a, a form of nihilism and they put a kind of hope in Bernie, which you don't have to be on the dirtbag left to support Bernie or think he has some good ideas. No. Um, and, and we don't want to say that at all because plenty of the progressive beliefs they claim to espouse, whether you believe them or not, they're, they're fine. They're legitimate discussions to be had about what the best path forward is. But 
I just, I don't know why there hasn't been anything else. I don't know why we can't point to, well, they're trying to do this or to do that or accomplish this, or they've got this goal. It was Bernie or burn it down, mm-hmm. essentially. Well, Bernie or bus, right, was like yeah. a whole yeah. thing. And like Bernie or bus, I mean, complete transparency, I voted for Bernie, right? Like, I have no issue with that. As we've passed, though, where we are now, the, the realization... You have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. For just five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, as well as a new one every week and our entire library of premium episodes. Head on over to didnothingwrongpod.com slash subscribe to sign up today. Thanks again for your support. We couldn't do it without you.